Hello, and welcome to the Black Door Music Argument. I am Carrie. And I am DJ. And today we are talking about the first live show that we saw. Was it 601 days? Something like that. It was something like that. I did the math a while ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was pretty much Leap Day 2020 was our last show. Yeah. Dessa at the castle. Yes. February 29th, 2020. Yep. And it was a very extraordinary special day that we celebrated and looked forward to. It was wonderful. Yeah. And then the next weekend, everything shut down because this thing called COVID hit. Yeah. For for any listeners that don't know, um, COVID-19 struck <laughs> particularly difficultly, impactfully. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, kind of kind of stopped the whole live music thing. So without knowing that would be the last show we saw for like a year and a lot of time, at almost least, two years. Yeah, at least a year and like almost eight months. Yeah, um, I probably still would have. I mean, that was an excellent show. Not going to lie. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm fine with it. But um. I, as you might guess from the fact that I have a music podcast, I'm pretty into live music, so not seeing it for that long was difficult. Yeah, it was for you. Yeah. Um, which we'll talk more about, I guess, in a little bit. But then, so we went, you know, almost two years without seeing any live music, and then what happened, DJ? <laughs> so I think it was like the end of September. Um, I got an email notification for like Ticketmaster verified fan pre-sale tickets bum, 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 bum. to register to get tickets for a show. And typically, I don't do this because I'm not a big fan of Ticketmaster because their fees are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I signed up for the pre-sale because it was for my favorite band. As you've probably heard on past podcasts, actually, I think a couple of years ago when we did the Christmas podcast, or maybe last year, I uh, revealed that my favorite band is Coldplay. Da, and da, da. Coldplay <laughs> announced that not only were they performing again for the first time in front of an audience, well, a large audience in over three years i think because their last tour was head full of dreams world tour which ended it was either in fall 2017 or 20 i think it was fall 2018 um but yeah so it had been a few years since they toured around the world and they announced hey we're coming back we're going to do this tour and we're going to be the official opening act for climate pledge arena in seattle so what did i do I, of course, signed up for the pre-sale because I didn't know <laughs> if or when uh, Coldplay would ever play again. They hadn't announced their upcoming world tour yet. Um, and I knew that Coldplay is doing all those things to make their tours uh, as zero net impact, carbon impact on the world. We'll see how that goes. Um, they're making an effort for it, at least. But, yeah, they announced the tour, signed up. Got tickets, used some frequent flyer miles, flew out to Seattle, and we spent a layover pretty much in Seattle. If you ever watched that Anthony Bourdain show, we were there, what, Carrie, for like 30 hours? We were there for like 36 hours, yeah. I think. Because what, we flew in, got in on a Thursday night. Yep. It was raining. Yep. 
and then had all day Friday in Seattle, concerts Friday night, Mm -hmm. and then flew out early Saturday morning. Yeah, so arrived late Thursday night, left early Saturday morning. And it, like, legit rained, not Seattle rain. It, like, there were actual raindrops. Yeah. Which was exciting. So, yeah, it was a whirlwind. um, Yeah. And we did it. Yeah. And, yeah, we're just going to talk a little bit about that experience. Yeah. Yeah, so... um. As alluded to before, um, I learned in college, I think, more that like live music is very beneficial for my mental health um, without really knowing why. And like, to be honest, it started off with just like I wanted to be the cool kid that was going to shows. Like I just wanted to be at first every weekend, you know, like I wanted to be that person. So like I think it started off as just like I, you know. I want to go see as many concerts as I can, which like is fine. Um, but it started off in like a very ego centered place, I guess. Um, and then at a certain point in college, I realized like, Hey, it's actually really helpful for my brain to go and see live music. And like the way I figured it out is I got like oddly squirrely and like, I don't really know how to explain it, but just not happy and like yeah squirrely like 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 a a squirrel brain like a dog that's been cooped up inside all day staring outside the back window and seeing all the squirrels running around the yard but not being able to get out precisely that yes exactly um and then realized like just kind of feeling like off and then i went and saw a show and i was like oh this is what i needed like i just felt so much better after that Um, and so since then, like, I have known that about myself where like, oh, I like as weird as it sounds or whatever, judge me all you want. But like, I need live music every once in a while, like periodically in order for my brain to be happy. Um, and so going almost two years without any live music, granted there was like, you know, some people did some like instagram live stuff there was like some like you know online things which were cool and kind of got me through um but then you know as people's energies dwindled which makes sense um those happen less and less and then also it's just not the same thing so anyway going two years without almost two years without having any live music was very hard on my brain and then uh, this Coldplay show experience opportunity cropped up. And I know that Coldplay is your favorite band. Um, they're, they're not my favorite band mm-hmm. in the universe. Um, but like I know their stuff. And I was like, yeah, dude, live music, you know. Um, and like I did not realize the impact that that show was going to have like for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been talking for a long time. So DJ, tell me more about the show. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like a night and day difference for you almost. Yeah. Like literally before the show, we were walking around looking for some place to eat and you were like kind of out of it, a mm-hmm. little bit of a headache. Mm-hmm. And then got to the show, show happened. And then afterwards you were just glowing. <laughs> Aw, I was. Mm-hmm. I felt that. 
it was interesting too because like right before i forgot about like the crowd thing and mm-hmm. i was like oh this isn't fun anymore <laughs> yeah that was kind of weird yeah but like being in the crowd like so the the venue was climate pledge arena like i said it's pretty much well it's like in the same like part of seattle that the space needles at mm-hmm. and it turns out that it's like the original arena that was there i think it was built in like the late 50s but i did like googled it after the show and found out that the beatles actually played there a couple times in the 60s and that it was the last like indoor beatles concert ever there you go because they went to san francisco after seattle and that was outside of candlestick park (gasps) so random uh trivia that's why people come to this podcast exactly (laughs) Um, and i can always find a way to bring it back to the beatles yeah and we're also talking about coldplay too so there are lots of connections there but besides that point um we showed up to the arena and it's like super cool spot renovated um you go inside it's like modern concourse whatever um you walk around and there's like branding everywhere for like the climate pledge so it's if you're not familiar with it, it's basically a bunch of Fortune 500 companies got together and said, hey, like global warming is serious. We got to do something about this. We're going to put our heads together and see what we can do to uh, make an impact by 2040, I think. Mm-hmm. So look up the climatepedge.org for more information on that. Um, but yeah, we were like walking around the concourse. Um, and there's this really cool green wall and it's like literally a wall of like plants mm-hmm. and there's a sign on the wall that says, please, for the safety of humans and plants, do not eat the plants. Which or, is very yeah, enjoyable. Which is yeah. very fun. <laughs> um, but it's also Seattle. So they kind of right. know the plant eating thing pretty well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we got to the venue and it turns out there's a Foo Fighters show <sighs> a few days before, which like. Would have been incredible. Pretty much, it would like cold play. Seeing cold play for me is like Carrie seeing the Food Fighters. I'd say, right? Y- yeah. So it would have been like that for you. It would have like going into it, the anticipation. But like you could tell that the arena was new and they were trying to figure things out. Like we got our ticket and it didn't tell us what door to go in. And like we just like picked a door and ended up in like the VIP like (laughs) GA floor level line. And we would have and like we didn't know about it until someone like pulled us aside and said, hey, let me check your tickets again. And they were like, oh, you're in the wrong line. And then we got like escorted through the back of the building down this random elevator to like the spot we were supposed to go but we were super close to getting floor seats for a cold play show which would have been incredible um but yeah like we got there we were walking around the concourse and then we we were there about what like we got there at five the show started at seven Mm -hmm, something like that something like that so there's plenty of time or maybe 5 30 but we were there for the opener um and i just turned to carrie and said hey let's just like get as close as we can to the stage and stay there as long as we can. Mm -hmm. So we did that, um, saw the opener, a few songs, got up, walked around some more, came back to the seats, saw the rest of the opener finish, group called We Are King, you should check them out. Um, And yeah, we were just like sitting there, people were gradually filing in, 
Um, we kept like kind of shimmying down the row, staying in the row we were in. And the next thing we know, the lights go down, um, music starts playing, Coldplay comes on, and we're like, what did you say, like 30 feet from the stage, 40 feet from the stage, like super close. Yeah. Like kind of dream seats. Yeah. And like eye level. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, you just, know what I mean? yeah, yeah, because it's like I mean it's like it's hockey, a stadium, yeah, it's a so hockey like, arena setup. Yeah, and the stage was elevated. Yep. But yeah, we were like pretty. Much, I'm pretty sure like Chris Martin made eye contact with oh, us a couple sure. times. Yeah, which was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but super cool. We were there for the first song, Higher Power, um, and then halfway through Clocks, the second song. The people who actually had a, the seats <laughs> the we were occupying. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you go to a concert, show up on time, people. Yeah. Because even if you show up on time, you're going to be early. Yeah. Because no concert I've been to except for like minis- classical music or something like that actually starts on time. You all know about this. So anyways, the people who got there showed up at like probably like 7.15 when the show started or was supposed to start at 7.00. But there were their seats, and we were like, oh, yeah, sorry. And I will always remember <laughs> running up the stairs to our actual seats on the second level through the concourse as clocks was playing in the background. Like, every yeah. time I hear clocks now, that's what I'll think of. I'm just going to think of running through that arena for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, then we got to, like, our actual seats, and they were still, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um and we had like a broad view of the stage and they had a really cool um diorama. I couldn't think of the word earlier. Aww. But I just thought about it now. Good job. A diorama set up. Uh the album was called Music of the Spheres. So there were a bunch of like planets set up. Um and yeah, so we could see all that, which is really cool. And then Carrie, do you want to talk about the bands that we got? Yes, I would. So, um, we got to the, like, we got, well, they were at all the seats, but we left the ones that we stole. <laughs> and then when we got to our seats, anyway, it we matter. didn't steal them. We just kept them warm. Right. So anyway, at each seat, there was, um, like a bracelet, essentially kind of the size of like, maybe like an Apple watch ish. Um, but that you put on and they're like white plastic like bracelets um but they light up during the show and like i it's incredible you guys (laughs) yeah i don't even know how to explain the effect it has but like so they'll light up at different times and it would be like like the bass would drop and everyone's lights like everyone's bracelet would come on or like it like different uh, or it would pick up different melodies or like go with different lines or like for sky full of stars they were all white so that it looked like a sky full of stars with the planets too. with the planets um or like sometimes and then there would be like a bunch of different colors sometimes they would have like only you know like four people in each section had a color going on their bracelet Mm-hmm. like sometimes it like there was one song where it was i think mainly orange but like eight people in each section had blue somehow i don't i still don't understand how the technology worked yeah. but like there was something very unifying about it of like oh all of our bracelets are lighting up for some reason that like helped to solidify it i think 
And then also I think it like made you more present because you were like, ooh, mm-hmm. now it's pink. You know, like mm-hmm. you and there was nothing to think about. It was just like, oh, I'm going to recognize that this is mm-hmm. here. Yeah, that was really fun to see you get into that. Like, it was very fun. I was over on your right just like singing my heart out to every <laughs> song. And you were like, ooh, bracelets <laughs> lighting up. Yeah, that's what was exciting for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, the rest of it was very good, too. But yeah, they're called yeah. like I think they're called like Xylo bands. But Coldplay like worked with uh, some computer programmer developer to make these things before their tour. That was like ten years ago, the Milo Xyloto tour. So they've been around at Coldplay shows for a while. But yeah, cool, cool to see. Yeah, lots sure. of fun. Um, but yeah, so music was great. If you want to. You can actually, like, watch the concert we went to on Amazon Prime, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they live-streamed it, and then they uploaded the video, the concert recording. So that's been really fun to, like, go back and just have those memories come back. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I don't know what else there is to say about the concert besides just on, like, the theme of, like, people, like, being unified together was super cool and just all, like, present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. in the moment yeah um yeah that's what i was gonna say like i feel like sorry i kind of cut you off there keep going (laughs) so um like that's what i was going to say about like i think that's why it's so good for my mental health is because it's like two hours of sustained being in the present because like when the music is that loud and there's people around you that and like you're all in the same thing you're all doing it at the same time you're all witnessing the same thing you're all experiencing it and again when the music is so loud and really all you have to like pay attention to is like if you want to sing along what the lyrics Mm -hmm. are which you probably already know because you're there um like it's essentially two hours of meditating and being present to the moment and just like emptying out your brain. I feel like it's like, like a brain update, like a computer does or something. Yeah. I can see that. You know, we're like, yeah, you like turn off, (laughs) run the updates and then we'll have happy Carrie when Mm -hmm. we go back out into the world. Yeah. One of the other things too, thinking about that I like love about, this is my second Coldplay concert, but just like people like, and I'm sure this happens to other concerts too, but just people just like show up um, as who they are. Mm-hmm. And like Coldplay encourages that in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. just from like stage banter and things that like Chris Martin says to people. Um, and just like the idea, like he says that everyone at the concert and watching like the concert is like sharing in the experience they're all one big family. Like we're all one big family yeah. together. Um, and just even things like there is a moment where they were playing a song from like their first album called everything's not lost. And Chris like stopped the music five minutes in or a couple minutes in. I don't know. You'll have to watch your recording. And he's like, okay, stop, stop, stop. And then he like, tells the audience he tells us okay i want you to pay very close attention to will 
He's our incredible drummer. He hates drumming. He just does it because he loves us. <laughs> and pay attention to Will as he does this really cool uh, like drum hit. And all it was was just like hitting the hi-hat. So it's like <laughs> something that's like really dumb and super easy. But Chris made like a huge deal out of it. <laughs> like everybody just went nuts when Will did it. Yep. Um, and then later in the show... Uh, bef- right before or when they started Sky Full of Stars, Chris told him told him to stop the music and everything, and um, he was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna cut the bullshit because <laughs> you know what's gonna happen. You know how it is where like bands pretend this is their last song and then they come out for an encore. Well, there's good news. This isn't our last song. And then everyone went crazy." And then he said, there's one more, so we're going to do this song, and then one more, and then yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, like, stuff like that yeah, I appreciate, where it's like, yeah, like, we don't have to be perfect, mm-hmm. and we know that, like, we're a big deal to people, but, like, we, we also, like, don't care about, like, I don't know, the, like, on, like, the unimportant criticisms. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be fine-tuned to a t right and that said it still like sounded incredible but it's also like very genuine yeah like they they take it seriously but not like too seriously <laughs> you know what i mean i like, don't even know like, if that's like the way to say it well no, that's true but just thinking like like they're not up there not caring like they care a lot yeah but they're also like they rec- we're not gonna be perfect we're just gonna be out here and be like authentic well yeah they recognize like you don't like need to put a face on right to go on stage and just that model for like people to see is really impactful i feel for sure especially I today agree. yeah um but yeah kind of in that spirit so I'm in a Facebook group with Coldplay fans. <laughs> it's like, I think it's over like 150,000 fans now, which is Seriously? pretty nuts. Yeah, it's oh pretty gosh. nuts. Um, but some of them um, were like, hey, who's going to the Seattle show? And got connected with a group on like a Facebook group chat. And we ended up meeting with a group of people at this random bar the jupiter bar Mm -hmm. in seattle after the show and it was like people from all across the u.s yeah variety of backgrounds um and yeah just like got together for the very first time hung out for a couple hours and it was fantastic it was very fun yeah yeah just everyone kind of like showed up as themselves Mm -hmm. just chilling hanging out curious about each other and each other's stories and like those of us who were like huge Coldplay fans got into that. And those of us like Carrie and this other guy who were just kind of along for the ride <laughs> connected too. Yeah. Th- those of us who were spouses of Coldplay fans also got to chat and like be like, yeah, no, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just like stuff like that's been, and that's something that like I got connected with like i joined the group i think right around the time of or right before the pandemic um and then through that i joined another group where we do like periodically we've gotten together over zoom and done like cold play jam sessions so like each person plays a song to each other like a cold play song mm-hmm. which has been fun and one of the guys in that group told me about the seattle group 
So nice. that's how that happened. Yeah, I just think like I forget how unifying live music is, um, especially in, I would say, a, an environment like that where like Coldplay is actively being like be yourself and accept others for who they are. Mm-hmm. Like I've been to some shows where you're like just hardcore judging the other people there. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like and I think also especially in the time of pandemic like being able to be with people and being like oh we don't need to like bitch at each other about the tiny things like we yeah. can just all be here enjoying this and focus on that. Yeah. And that was really cool. Yeah. So Live music, I recommend it. Me too. Anything else you want to say about the show? Can't wait to see them again. I agree. Also, again, you can uh, stream the show that we saw on Amazon. And I recommend if you need a smile at some point in your day, just find whenever they play the song Viva La Vida and just watch out for Will Champion, who is the drummer. playing he's playing like a timpani and then like a giant bell and you guys the joy that he has in playing that giant bell like i think that added years to my life that added healthy years to Mm -hmm. my life i don't know what happened there but like all of my cells i think regenerated by seeing the joy like he's so excited and it is so fun and i want to hit a giant bell someday i think that giant bell might be a big reason why i'm a coldplay fan because (laughs) One of my earliest memories. Can we put that on a t-shirt? Yeah. The next time we go and see Coldplay, I would just want a bell on a t-shirt. Yeah. One of my earliest memories of Coldplay is when they played at the Grammys. And, like, the Grammys is awful now. But this is back in, like, 2007, 2008, whenever Viva La Vida came out. And they played Viva La Vida. And I clearly remember (sighs) Will, like, just going to town on that bell. And then Coldplay bowing at the end of the show which is another thing they do um they all like line up together and bow in sync just Mm -hmm. like the beatles and i have this whole like thing i want to go into because i we just started watching the get back documentary um and that's another episode because the last album coldplay released they did like a sunrise sunset deal but that's (laughs) for another episode so stay tuned for that (laughs) and it's connection to the beatles yeah, so what's your point about the bell? <laughs> My point about the bell is that it got me into Coldplay. Excellent. Because you saw it on the Grammys. Because I saw it at the Grammys. I was a big Beatles fan, too, at the time. So the bell and the bow. The bell and the bow. The bell and the bow. That should be yep. a restaurant. Sure. I was going to say a band name or an album name, but it felt, it sounds more like a restaurant. Okay, it's getting late. Okay, it's This is turning late. into Ask DJ and Carrie After Dark. That would be an excellent show. Ask DJ and Carrie after dark. Please, Karsten, cut that. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah. This has been the Black Door Music Argument. It is after dark. I am DJ. So creepy. And this is Carrie. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe. So check out Will Champion's bell playing because it's incredible. Yeah, Um, do that too. And go see some live music when it's safe for you to do so, which is hopefully soon. And um, 
maybe you just pay attention to the marked difference that maybe you experience because it's wonderful and it has given me a boost since then. Yeah, it's been fun to talk about too. Yeah, so I'm excited for the next one. But for now, for the Black Door Music Argument, I have been Carrie. And DJ. Thanks for spending your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's cold outside. outside.